Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This show is brought to you in association with Labbrooks for all your betting needs. With a new site design and great prices, it's our preferred bookie. New members can get a free match bet up to £50 when you sign up and use the code LAD50. Check on site for details at Labbrooks.com. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothband back in the chair. And we've not been on for a couple of weeks. Last time we were on, we were reigning champions. We were going to win everything. Hadn't conceded a goal. And now it's all completely gone to ratchet. So we're a club in crisis. Graham Reid, club in crisis. What is going on? Correct, club in crisis. I'm here to discuss the downfall of Manchester City. It's all gone horribly wrong. Joe Doherty, anything to add? Pellegrini out. Stephen Allwise, a view from a blue. Give us a sensible view from a blue. Crisis or just a bit of a blip, Stephen? Just a bit of a blip. We've lost one game. We've lost two games. We've lost one game in the Premier League and now I remember we also lost a game in the Champions League. (laughs) (laughs) So, disappointing after the start that we had because we were all very positive, playing well, scoring goals, not conceding. And then it's the same old story in the Champions League of we come up against a good team. I thought we did well to get the lead. I thought we played quite well. But then I, I just don't think we had any control against Juventus when we scored. And we were... We have taken the lead in Champions League games before and we should be experienced enough by now to know what to do. But it seemed a bit frenetic. We were pushing forward. We didn't take the sting out of the game. And you saw the difference that when they scored there too and had 10 minutes to kill the game, they did just that. We didn't have a sniff in the last 10 minutes. And they do things that we don't like in England. They roll around on the floor. They take a minute to get up. They feign cramp. But it's effective and I think at times we need to be a bit more ruthless in seeing out a game Reedy we're we're naive in Europe this is what four, five, six seasons this has been going and we just how long is it going to go on for we've got to win it haven't we 
Well, yes, obviously we've got to win. We've got to get close. We've got to get to the quarterfinals or semi-finals and improve from where we've been. <clears throat> and the other night we did quite well. I mean, it's an improvement on being battered by Bayern Munich and uh, Barcelona at home. And obviously the one up front rather than four four two, all grand. But I think uh, Stephen's absolutely right in that once you go one nil up in a tight game, you cannot afford. Even in the worst case scenario, you draw it. You don't lose two one. Mm. Can I challenge? You? I'm sorry, I, I hate to interrupt you, but, but I disagree with you. You said we did well. This is our fifth or sixth, you know, go at, at, at Champions League. Well, we, to, we haven't lost in the league. You, We're to, at home. Yeah. You know, we, we've strengthened. We've but, bought for Europe. And you're you, saying to we did well. We didn't. We lost a lead and we lost it. Yeah, but Juventus are a good side. I mean, it, it's, no, it's, no, it's no good as kidding ourselves. They're not a very, very good defensive unit. Um, and the other problem we've got is, and this is in the five games that we won before the two we've just lost, the two centre-forwards, Aguero and Boney, have managed one goal. And that is a problem when you go into Europe where you need goals. And on Saturday against West Ham, which we'll come on to, again, the two forwards misfired. And that is a, a slight concern. Uh, yeah. Let's see if, Joe, to, just before we will get on to West Ham, obviously, and, and mm. we might touch on Palace as well, because we've, we've been off air for a couple of weeks for various mm. reasons. So this European game, Reid is saying we did well to lose. I, um, I just don't swallow that. Well, I th- so I th- we played okay, is what I said. I you said the- we did well, is the words you used. I thought the problem was, was we really, I think company getting injured really broke our stride. It knocked the wind out of our sails. He'd been very important in the game. He was defending well. As soon as he went off, you know, we looked, there wasn't as much at the back. And we can, and Otamendi, an experienced defender, yeah, but he probably wasn't expecting his debut to be at home to Juventus in the cup. In terms of losing that game, I'm really naffed off that we did lose that particular game because I was thinking this year would might well be the year we win our group at NAS because I thought get a good start, good win against Juventus at home and maybe get a draw away, this could be the thing. But losing that game was a real blow and I think we'll have to maybe settle for second again and potentially get Barca in the round of 16 again. But to pick up on what you said, Joe, when company went off injured, it should not affect us to that extent. We're bringing on Otamendi, who is Argentina's centre-back. He's played in the World Cup final, the Copper America final. Mm. You know, we're not bringing on someone making their debut. We should not be affected by replacing one very good experienced centre-back with another very good experienced centre-back. We should have enough about us, having played the Champions League for so many years now, to not ship a a lead so easily. I I agree with you. I just think that's why it happened, perhaps. Reid, I'll let you come back. I've interrupted you twice now, and it's not fair, because I like listening to what you have to say. Absolutely, and it happens every time I come, which is why (laughs) I need a break. Um, To be honest with you, when I said they did well, they played better than they have in previous years. Uh, Even uh, I remember the 1-1 draw with Napoli when Mm -hmm. Cavani played. They were better than us. And in this particular game, okay, we lost 2-1. But Juventus, you wouldn't have said Juventus were the better side on the night. They defended stoutly. Chiellini, those sort of guys are good defenders. But there was, it was more promising. My, my, my worry is that, and I thought Saturday said it a lot about it, is that David, without, David mm. Silva played poorly against Juventus. And that's fair enough. He's, he's entitled to a, an average game. But if he doesn't perform, well, I'm, I look around and I think to myself, who is going to... Aguero is often the other one. 
but who is going to uh, to spark it when we need it against a really really top side? Yeah, the, the kiddie on Saturday had a good debut. I mean, I, I didn't get too carried away. I was there. I thought he was. I thought he was good without being brilliant. And which kiddie are you referring uh, to? This new fella, De Bruyne, De Bruyne. <laughs> Uh, Sterling has, has yet to really, really take off. He looked better in pre-season than he has in the last two or three games. <clears throat> so you're looking at basically a very a, a, a David Silva-inspired um, Manchester City, I think, so far. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. And I think the problem in the Juve game was they knew exactly the way to stop us being at our best is to mark him out of a game. That's exactly what they did. Um, they put their defensive midfielder on him. And we've seen it happen to Silva before. If you get one player who's really good, like Coquelin did to him last season for Arsenal, just put him on him, kick him a bit, you know, mark him out of the game, that stops us, that's, that affects the whole team. And I think it's having an effect on Aguero as well. Because Aguero, as good as he is, I think Silva's our best player because I think that uh, with, Aguero is, is not as good without Silva, but Silva is just as good with any centre forward in front of him. So where does that leave our European campaign then, Stephen? Is that it? We, we, we've, we, we're going to go second in the group at best. Are we going to win this group of death? Look, we, we can win. There's still five games to go. And as I say that, I realise that sounds very much like Pellegrini going, we've still got 15 points to play for, which he seems to do after every game. But it's going to be hard for us to top the group now. You think you start off with a home game. You know, and we look, we know Juventus are a good team, got to the final last year, but it's the third year in a, on the trot that we've lost the first game. And it does make it so difficult for you because a game, you know, against Seville or Mönchengladbach, which you, you pick out at the start of the group as, okay, we'll win those. And you've got the two back-to-back in the middle. We'll get six points. Well, suddenly Seville have won 3-0 the first game. And now you're looking at they're in the position of power. And instead of being able to go to their place and, and maybe scrape a draw and it's not the worst result, you're now having to go and win. And we're going to have to, if we get 10 points, which people talk about as, as the key in the Champions League, you're going to have to win three of the next five games, including one at, at Juventus. It, it's going to be hard. What, what was interesting, I, I looked at the European leagues today and Seville and Brossier, both bottom of the, yeah. of the leagues. And Borussia's manager has gone uh, as well. Yeah, went today, yeah. Which is what looked like the group of death. Suddenly doesn't look quite as daunting I mean, even Juventus have struggled to start with, but then exactly. so so have Chelsea. To be fair, so yeah. Chelsea and, and are we there. You know, Juventus are a good side, but the, the other two are possibly teams that we should really. But 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 when we're playing sides like that, we need to have a more of a Premier League approach to it, where we Great. go hell for leather rather than tap 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 and hope we might win one nil. I think we should. Um, I think we should attempt to go like we play every other Saturday, and even the West Ham game. Sorry to, to carry on. Even the West Ham game, obviously I was there, 27 chances. I mean, match of the day you watched it, it made it look like it was an even game. I mean, the best team lost. And had that game took part 10 times, City would win nine. But the problem is, they started slowly again. They came out and they passed it sideways and backwards and Yaya walked everywhere. And the reality is, once they were 2-0 down, it was, it was an absolute siege. And City were fantastic at times. They missed a little bit of gall of silver, but they were fantastic second half. Mm-hmm. But it, and they got, didn't get the rub of the green, etc., etc. But if they had that approach, I'm convinced they'd go a lot closer in the Champions League. But part of it, I guess, in the Champions League, as you're saying, is the mentality that we go out and we're a bit timid mm-hmm. um, and vulnerable. You know, if you're Seville or you're Munch and Gladbach, you would look at City and think that is the one team from the pot that you do not want to draw. 
because sides will look at our attacking players and the quality that we've got and think if they click we could be murdered here yeah but we just don't seem to play with that confidence and i think it's probably as a result of of years of, of relative failure in the champions league I'm keen to touch on Palace before we get on to the West Ham game as well. But just one one final word on the Champions League, Joe, before we move on to Palace. Well, yeah, I think you're right. I think we do look timid. We we seem to have a bit of an inferiority complex when we play in the Champions League. Because even when we've played teams like like when we had that Pligen team, both those games we struggled. And really, if they'd been the equivalent in the Premier League, say uh, Norwich's or whatever, we'd have stuffed them both games. So there you are, Graham. You're sitting in your seat. At the magnificent Selhurst Park Stadium. Row two. Row two. Next to the linesman. Assistant referee. Correct. And who walks in and has to sit in the seat next to you, eh? The view from the blue, Steve, came in and gave me the view from the blue side. And everything he spoke made great sense during the game. But it always does. It always does. He is is the man. I was sat next to Reedy's son, Finlay who was standing on a chair. I think it's actually Graham who needs to stand on a chair as well. <laughs> no, that was... Bit, that bit was, harsh, bit harsh, bit harsh. But true. That was, that was a brilliant game. Um, I don't think we've celebrated a goal like that for a long time. Um, just, it was a good game. I thought even before we scored the winner, it was a good nil-nil. It was a hard-fought, feisty game. Top of the table clash. They were second, Palace. First and, v second it was. And then, and then to, to clinch the victory in the way that we did in the circumstances it was just carnage in the away end it was brilliant oh, had, brilliant. So, sorry to interrupt had City approached the West Ham game the same as they approached Crystal Palace game we'd now be sitting very sweetly at the top of the league we are still at the top of the league not quite as sweetly I see I understand yeah, are we only two points out of United but no Crystal Palace was amazing and like I said I'd have taken a draw as the game went on I was thinking a, well, nice, a nice birthday present for you Joe I wasn't going to mention that again but no it was brilliant um, were you there Joe yeah, I was. I was sitting not far from you, actually, but I was a bit further. I was pretty much on the byline, and there weren't great seats, but they were great seats for the goal. And It's games like that where you don't really mind. You, as long as you sit in the right place for the right thing, it's perfect, and that was a great moment for the kid. And, and, and a, record, a, a record breaker as well, because he's, he's the highest ever number to score on the back of the shirt to score in the Premier League. Oh, is that right? And number 72 is the highest number ever to score in the Premier Your League. Your days must fly by, Nigel. <laughs> you know what? You know what? <laughs> if this is informative, if nothing else, really. 72. There's never been a higher goal scorer than 72. I'd like to know why he is still 72. If he's been promoted to the first team, there's plenty of free shirts down there. He could have the number... Maybe not the number nine, because that might put a bit of pressure on the lad. But, you know, Roberts is 27 or something, and... Deniers 20. Why is he still 72? I don't know. That, that, the that year Rodney Marsh got signed that is his hero, I reckon. <laughs> oh, OK. What, he was, was very big in Nigeria. Growing up Marsh. in Nigeria, Rodney Marsh. <laughs> Huge. <laughs> <laughs> so what about the boy? Well, I thought, I thought it was very strange that we brought our goal-scoring centre-forward on after 85 minutes when mm. we're losing to West Ham Agreed. and played him on the left wing. Very, very strange substitution. I personally, I, I wouldn't have brought him on, actually. The, game, the way that the game developed, um, you make your centre-half change at the break, fair enough, and then Bonnie is your first sub, or your first attacking sub, fair enough. But having seen Patrick Roberts and what he did in midweek mm. against Juventus for the under nineteen, It was some goal, wasn't it? The mm. way that he carried the ball, I'm not for a minute saying he will be the new Messi, but it evoked memories of Messi. In the same way that Martial scoring his first goal for United, he's not as good as Henri, but the way he opened his body up was very Henri-esque. 
I'd have given Roberts a go in place of Navas mm-hmm. for the last 20 minutes, just run at them. But Kelechi, he took his chance, which is what you're going to have to do as a, as a youngster at City. You're not going to get many chances. And he was fortunate that at the moment there are a few injuries in the squad. But he looks like a footballer. He just looks to, to have that confidence and self-belief. And obviously he's got ability. And I'm sure he'll now get another chance against Sunderland in the Capital One Cup and he'll need to take that again. Yeah. Any any other reflections, really, on the on the Palace game? Are you, obviously, you, you had the benefit of not only Finley's expert view of the game, but a view from the blue as well. It must have been a, a joy to behold. I would. Have I agree. With, I agree with everything. It was a great game of football. The best team won in the end. Uh, they played really well second half, um, and everything went. Everything went. To, it was a good game. It was uh, tough, and they, they showed great resilience. And I think what Joe said earlier about company, company's a very important player. Mm. Um, he was fantastic at the Palace. He's been Agreed. fantastic all season. And when I saw the te- team sheet on Saturday, I did think to myself, bugger is actually mm-hmm. what I thought. Um, what I would say, I have a new hero at Manchester City. Otto Mendy is going to be a player I like. Really? Let me tell yeah, you. I've, I watched, him. I've watched him live now for a game and a bit. Um, he was average against Juventus, but he was terrific against West Ham. Uh, he can pass the ball much better than the other three centre-halves. And in fact, the second half, when Demichelis came on, the two of them passed better than most of the midfield players. Uh, they were fantastic. The, the goal, if you watch the goal, he pings one in from the, from the halfway line into uh, Aguero's feet. And he doesn't pass it like a centre. Even company doesn't pass it properly. He pinged it in, went into Aguero's feet, which gave him the opportunity to turn and lay it on. And then the guy scored. But um, he's a proper player. And the other thing he'll do, he'll get, definitely get sent off once a year. <laughs> Because he, you, his whole approach to defending is he'll, he, he's not dirty. He will get the ball. He's going for the ball. But if for some bizarre reason he misses it, the bloke's going to go. He's got that one-on-one. He's not going to lose a battle in whatever way he does it. No, he's good, good tattoos. Love him. I'm, he's already my new man. And if I was, if I don't buy shirts, I think I'm a little overweight for those and a bit old. But and, a if bit, I was, and a bit and a bit short. And a bit short. And they're too big and too long and all the other reasons. But if I was going to buy one. <laughs> If it fits on the back of it, I would have Ottomendi immediately. Really? Yep. That's sad. Uh, Joe, yes. are, you, are you a big Ottomendi fan I, as well? I, I like the guy. He seems all right so far, but I wouldn't give him the Messiah complex you've given him yet, really. <laughs> uh, it, well, it's, it is one of the new signings I've taken too quickly, and that's um, Kevin De Bruyne. I thought he was fantastic against uh, Crystal Palace when he came on. I thought he was even better against West Ham. I thought he... I mean, obviously we missed Silver against West Ham and he's, and I don't think anyone can replace him, but he did a good job at replacing him and a better job than I think I've ever seen Nasri do of filling that silver-shaped hole. I mean, he took his goal very well, but the, real, the thing that, really, that I like about him that pissed me off in that game was he took two or three corners that were really good and I think they set up a chance early on, but Navas still went over and took more of them. It's really annoying me. That they can't see that we've finally got someone who can take the things. They're still giving it to Navas. I think that Saturday showed that the two players who are rubbish are still rubbish and will always be rubbish. Mangala is not good enough. And unfortunately, Kolarov, who's great at times at home when we're having 78 attacks, but he cannot actually for a left-back defend. Mm. So we need to get rid of both of those guys quickly. And when you were saying awful, I thought you were going to say the N word. Navas? Yeah. Well, I've got a bit of a thing about Navas. I know you have, but you, you avoided saying... Can I was, just say to you? You can say anything you I like, was there on That's Saturday. why you're here, mate. Okay, okay. Well, I was there live, you see. And I was trying to explain this to my dad yesterday morning in the car when he was moaning about him. Yes, his final ball is atrocious. It is. But what I would say is, he's the one player who plays wide, and this includes Silva and Nasri and Sterling, 
who on Saturday there was an incident where West Ham, they were 2-0 up and they had one really good move and the left-backs come flying in and, and there was a touch from the centre forward and he was in. The guy was in. Out of nowhere, Navas has run 30 yards and nicked it off him. Set the attack up. Attack went down the left. Crossed all the way across the field. And who's run 70 yards to get it? My old mate, Navas. He then plays it into the first man and we, we, the attack breaks up. Everyone moans. But what I would say, having played football at a reasonable level, if you're constantly on the move and defending for the side, you will find that when you actually get the ball, it's more tiring than if you stand on the halfway line and it suddenly appears. Reedy, I love you with a passion. Right. But his final ball is, is, not, is not good enough. For, the, for, for our team, it's just not good enough. No, of I, course he runs. He's skillful. He, he's just one dimension. skillful. Well... Come on, help us out here. It's interesting the game he didn't play, we lost at home to Juventus. Yeah, but. It's also the game he did play against West Ham, we lost. Um, (laughs) I I can see where Reedy's coming from on Navas, and you can see that he's a Pellegrini favourite. And in in Europe, I do think he can be quite useful because he, he tracks back and he's quick and he does give us an option on the break. At the same time, when you get into the positions that he does so often, to not be able to deliver a ball into the box is absolutely criminal. Totally agree. The amount of times he is one-on-one with a full-back and all you're thinking to yourself is knock it past him and run because you know he's quicker than the defender. And the amount of times he hits the first man and the ball doesn't get off the ground and it it is so frustrating when you're at a game to know that we're going to give him the ball in the attack and it's going to break down. It's great when the other team are attacking... And he's there nicking it, and you look at, you look back and you see your old mate Yaya and your Silvers and all stand with their hands on their hips on the halfway line. You, if you've played the game at a reasonable level, trust me, I know I'd rather have as my teammate sometimes. I agree, but that's his primary job is to attack and set things up, and he's to be a team player. It's but he doesn't do job. it well enough. It's I mean, a team game. That's the primary objective of it. I mean, when you see that tweet saying "Silver out, Navas in," you know, it's like dropping your iPhone and getting a Nokia brick in replacement. And we, we've had Kig Ladsy and Rodney Marsh over the years, and they never take us because they were fantastic footballers, but they weren't team players. Ooh. So, so. The difference then Silver between the, the difference between our previous five games where we won them all, didn't concede a goal, and then sort of lost to the mighty West Ham at home, the Amers, blowing bubbles all over the place. Um, what, what, did, we, did, did, we, did we miss Aguero? Did we miss company? Was it Navas's fault? What went wrong? Well, I'd say our city's strength is the core of the team. You can put that core of heart, company... Toure, Silva, Aguero in the team. You can put anyone else in the team around them and we will probably still do all right. On Saturday, we didn't have company, we didn't have Silva and Aguero was misfiring. So really, that's effectively three of the core out. And I think that really affects the team because those are the five really world-class players we have and the rest of the team are very good boarding on world class but I don't think anyone else is quite at the level in that I position. Think, I think that's very harsh on Fernandinho. Okay, yeah. Fernandinho, maybe, but... Anyone else, I don't think. De Bruyne? He looked good, but it's early days. He's not David Silva. Sterling? He's a winger. He's not on the core. I've obviously had a bad day, because I'm going to totally disagree with that. Having been at the game... Were you at the game, Reedy? You I haven't was. mentioned. Have I, I, I was, <laughs> can I just ask... I've you, been at all the games, I'll, actually. I was just going to say, have you missed any games seven, at every I've single game? I've watched every single minute of you, every You're off to Sunderland, game. are you, for the... Yeah, no, I'm not going to Sutherland. Oh, it's no. bloody cold. So, no, I'm not going that's to Sutherland. Good. You're at Spurs on Sutherland. I'm at Spurs on Sutherland, yeah. Oh, we all are then. So that's great. We'll but, see you there, really. But more important, more important than that. On Saturday, had they played for the game for 70 minutes or 65 minutes, whatever it was, they'd have won. No matter who was playing, 
Whatever 11 they had, they'd have won. Their problem is they came out and they passed it square and backwards and sideways, as I've already mentioned, and it was very, very slow and pedestrian. They didn't work hard enough. They thought it was going to be a bit of a stroll. And before they knew it, they were two down. And whatever 11 they had out, that 11 played beautifully for 65 minutes, but it was too little too late. But again, I'd put that down to not having the core in, because I think when the core was there, the rest of the team played better. I think company has a positive impact on whoever centre-back he plays with. I think that Silva can make any striker in the world score a lot of score a respectable amount of goals. And I think, I think that when you miss that core of the team that they're so used to, the rest of the team slack a bit. And they don't have the confidence. You were saying about the square balls. I don't know if they had the confidence to play it forward without those sort of players in the side. If I were to get a shirt and you'd have Otamendi on the back of yours, I quite like the look of De Bruyne. And yeah. chatting to my friend, Mr. Stuart Brodkin, has not is, been on Is it. De Bruyne a cousin of De Bruyne? It, whatever his name is. De Bruyne. Whatever you want to call him. Creme brulee. Certainly one thing's for sure, he doesn't look like a Kevin. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's witty. No, he does not look like a Kevin. You but Nicholas Otamendi does look like a Nicholas. Do you think so? I do. I don't, I don't think Bonnie looks like a Wilfried either. Oh, he's Wilfried, though. He's not Wilfred. So I like that. And talking to my friend Stuart Brodkin, who sends his best wishes to not been on the show for a number of weeks now, even started to compare De Bruyne, De Bruyne, De Bruyne, Kevin, <laughs> Ginger Kevin. He doesn't look like a Kevin. To, um, I think only myself and maybe Reedy saw this man play, the great, the magnificent Colin Bell. Early, oh, no. Too early to say. It is early. But, Reedy, I want your what, view. As someone, well, you're too young, Joseph. You can't even spell Bell. Never mind. <laughs> Remember. Reedy, you saw the great man Met play? the guy. Does this mean in years to come I'll be sitting in the Kevin De Bruyne stand? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think? I, I think it's a bit early to tell, but I think the early signs are there. He's well, graceful. <laughs> yeah. I, um, listen, he's very good. He paid a lot of money, which is great. He looks a very good footballer. He scored a good goal. Two or three of his passes, uh, the, the ball at Palace for Navis's miss was absolutely terrific. Uh, he sees a pass early. He obviously is a very, very gifted footballer. And, and, and I like uh, what Joe said about his corners, his corners, his delivery. But I think... He doesn't run back like Navas does, though, does certainly he? Doesn't, he certainly doesn't <laughs> run like Navas. That is the way that he finds a man with his pass. I mean, it's just not Navas. Exactly. But Navas, can't cross a, <laughs> Navas couldn't cross a road. Do you know what? You come on this show and you have all this sort of nonsense. At least, I, I don't know if I said this, but I go to the games. You know? <laughs> I don't just sit and watch it on the telly. On that note, we've signed up with Ladbrokes to bring you some exclusive betting odds and offers that we've wrangled out of them for you. Follow the links on this show's description on our Facebook page and Twitter feed and our main midi pod at the end of the week with some tips and exclusive odds for you. For starters, there's a free bet for up to £50 for you when you click the link and add the code LAD. That's L-A-D-50, L-A-D-5-0. And our brand new iPhone app has been upgraded and it's absolutely free at the iTunes store. It's a thing of beauty with all your shows there, videos, news. So download it and leave us a nice review. And all the links to our Facebook page, Twitter, and details of our fantastic phone app is all at citypodcast.net. And finally, join us on Facebook and Twitter, which is at citypodcast. Well, I'd just like to say about the Kevin De Bruyne being the new Colin Bell, can we stop comparing our players to Colin Bell? Because I do not want Kevin De Bruyne to go the same way as Michael Johnson did when everyone called him the new Colin Bell. Good point. Can we talk about Sunderland then? 
because yeah, Reedy's not bothering. You know, your total oh, lack of commitment. True fan. You are not. Mm-hmm. Your dad is. I think your dad's a Sunderland fan. Isn't he's he? a Sunderland fan, but he's gone away. Okay. He's gone away just ah. this afternoon. So otherwise, we'd, we went up last year yep. when we won four one and had a night up there. We probably would have gone, but I felt on this occasion I uh, I'd stay at home. So we were having a chat before we game came on. We thought we'd have a, a bit of a game, which is sort of guess. The, I love a game. Guess the team. Game too. Guess the team. So obviously, you know, we've had a pretty settled side apart from the, the odd injury. It's been pretty settled for most of the season. But I guess the uh, the Capital One Cup, the League Cup, as it's now called. Sorry, the League Cup, Capital One Cup, as it's now League called, uh, allows the boss to experiment. So Joe, you, you sort of kick off and try and give us uh, who will be between the posts. Uh, Wilfredo Caballero. Anybody disagree with that? I think we're going with that. Give us, uh, give us your back four then, Joe. Uh, I think it will be um, Buggery at right back. Sorry, Bakery at right back. Um, um, Demichelis, um, Otamendi. Yeah. yeah and Player of the season, Otamendi. Correct. <laughs> Nick, Nicky Otamendi. And left back. Well, that's the problem is we've, we say we've got two good fullbacks for every position. Well, we'll leave it there. We'll go on to it because obviously mm-hmm. you've, had, you've had three. So are you happy with Sanya, Demichelis well, and, think, and player of the season, Otamendi? I think the two centre-halves will be spot on. Yeah. Uh, I think the fullbacks are difficult because obviously we have four fullbacks. Uh, two are injured. These guys have played every game. I wouldn't be surprised if he, if he, he might stick the kiddie in that he's had on the bench for the last... Four, three or four games. Maffeo. Uh, Maffeo. Yeah. They might play him. They might not. And then, uh, I don't matter who play left. I mean, I don't know. The truth is, I don't know um, the full-backs. Uh, do you want to have a go at the, the back four? You yeah, I, th- I think we'll see Sanya and Kolarov keep their places yeah, and then the two Argentines at the back. I don't think he will trust Maffeo from the start against Sunderland. I don't. So, Reedy, kick us off in midfield. What sort of changes are you looking for? I think to you'll see a complete change. I think, well, I think you'll see me old mate Navas will play. Oh, Christ. I think Fernandi- Fernando. Oh, Fernando. <laughs> not Fernandinho. <laughs> Fernando <laughs> will play. And I think that um, Bonnie will play up front. Okay. Uh, Joe, fill in the rest for us then. You don't have much faith in this side after hearing that midfield. Um, I think we will see Navas on the right. I think we'll see... Fernando, um, Delph's still injured, isn't he? Fernando. Roberts. I think we'll Fern- see Nasri. Yeah, Naz- no, Nasri's injured, isn't Nasri, he? Nasri's no, injured. Nasri, I think, will be back. I, I, there's no question we'll see young Roberts. I, I can see I him. Think, I think we'll see Pat. That's a, that's I, a certain I think we young. might see Kalecci. I think he might start, or at least he'll play at least half an hour. I, I don't know. I think, I, I think he'll have one of Yaya and Fernandinho as well. Probably and be another. They may well swap at half-time. Yeah, they've done that before, haven't they? Okay. But you just hope that if there are then kids on the bench, they do get a chance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we're a goal up, then they just need to know that City is the right club for them to progress at. Because you can see what Pellegrini will do. will be one or two up and he'll bring on Aguero or he'll bring on, you know, Yaya or Fernandinho. You need to give these kids the knowledge that they can progress at the club, that they will get chances, that City is the right place for them to be. And I know, obviously, with your blog, you know, you, you do look at the, the youth side a lot, um, the EDS and so on, and you follow them. Who, who are the ones that, at this stage, I and mean, we've talked about Patrick Roberts, who's a particular favourite of mine, who are the others that you think are going to, we've got our big 72 as well? Um, we do, well, who are the, the, others like, the that likes have caught of, your eye? of George Evans, I know I've trained with the first team, Manu Garcia, um, I'm a bit biased on that because I know him, but I hope he does get a chance. Um, and he's trained with the first team a lot this season. Barker has been talked about for a while. I think 
genuinely our best academy talent is currently with New York City, and that's Angelino. Mm-hmm. And I think in a year or two he will come back and, and be our first choice left back. But in the meantime, I'd like to see Kelechi, I'd like to see Roberts. And then if we are one or two up, you give a few more of them a chance. So, Rudy, I know you can be asked to go up to Sunderland and, and you're showing a distinct lack, lack of commitment. Um, your thoughts on, on the result if we play that sort of side that we come up, which is probably not, be, not going to be a lot different to that, is it? Sunderland 1, Manchester City 3. You were uh, going to say something, Joe? Uh, well, I was going to say, actually, I think we might see Aguero start the game because he needs a goal. and That would be the perfect night up against you know Wes Brown and... Nice. I wouldn't be surprised. Right. No, no, he's not fit. He's, number one, he's not fit. I'm not going to risk him up there. That's, to be a game ha- he, that's a game he needs. I'm just going to throw it on the table. All right, you're throwing on the table. We can dis- I disagree with Reese. Throw it off. Yeah, you, you can. <laughs> it's dismissed. Rubbish. Okay, get I bet, off. I bet you all a quid he starts. All right, Joseph, a your quid. prediction? I think we'll draw one all and beat them on penalties. Does it go to penalties or yeah. a replay? Okay, so so penalties. Moves, I thought it'd be one all as well. That's what I was going to say. And I. I I mean, who knows with who penalties? Knows. Bit of a lottery, isn't it, when he gets to penalties? Oh, bring out the cliche. Willie's good with penalties. Anybody. Caballero's good with penalties. Is he? Yeah, he is. And we've got some good penalty takes in that side as well. So, yeah, I think if, if it went to penalties, I think we'd beat them. Because I remember the one time I've watched Sunderland do a penalties was against United, and they were crap, and they missed half of them. They still won. Let's, let's talk about the weekend then, and Spurs, before we, before we sign mm. off. Uh, I think we'll be back to as full strength as we can be. Yep. Um, we'll all be there, I think. That's all yeah. four of us. Reedy, you, you, you're going to you yeah, decide. I'll, you give it a go. I'll give that a go. Yeah, oh, well I'll get, done. I'll get myself down there. Yeah, good of you to join us. Thank you very much. Upper tier, you guys? Uh, no idea. Lower tier for me. Uh, I think I'm with the Spurs fans, but <laughs> don't tell anybody. <laughs> well, of course. Well, <laughs> naturally. <laughs> uh, I think we'll win 5 1. Oh, my word. Where's that come from, Joe? Well, it's just a, every other season we do them 5 1, don't we? What do we need to do then? Rather than score predictions, what do, we, what do we need to do? They've struggled a bit, haven't they, this year? I think we probably need to start quicker than we have done the last couple of games. We, I think it was two seasons ago when we won 5-1 at their place and the first half an hour was, the best we've was as, as yeah. good as we've played in years. Brilliant. And totally if we agree. start like that, and look, we know with the attacking quality, if they click, then we'll score goal after goal after goal. Spurs, I think, have been fairly average this season. If we get at them, then I'll back us. I think we need to control that new Korean left winger they've got, Son. He looks very good. And in terms of their, de- their defence, is going to be harder to get at than it has been in the past. Because instead of Michael Dawson, they've now got Vertonghen and that Elder Vera. They're a good pair together and they know each other well. And they've looked good this season. And while they haven't scored many goals, they haven't conceded many either. So we're going to do well to get a good result in terms of goals scored that game. Low scoring game, City win. Well, like last year, 1 0 or something. Ottomendi, man of the match. With the winner. Well, he does score a few goals, actually. He can head it, he can tackle. He scored the winner we against love Madrid. Him. He's the best player ever to wear a sky blue shirt, Reedy. Come on, let's be honest. He would already make my all-time 11. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Watson, eat your heart out. I do, and I do like the song they've got for him, which I'm not singing again. Good. You're not going to, because we're going to finish there, I think. Good. So to Graham Reed, to Joe Doherty, and to Stephen Allwise, thank you very much. And thanks for listening. This is Nigel Rothband saying we'll speak to you all very soon. This is a playback media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woo a hand clap or a high-fiver. I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.